Welcome to Plastic Surgery Decoded, the podcast where we demystify plastic surgery and unpack it into relatable concepts. You can use this podcast to gain insight, whether you are actually considering plastic surgery or just curious. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Regina Newhan, a plastic surgeon with over 25 years in my former practice. I'd like to share some of that wisdom and hope you find it both interesting and helpful. This podcast reflects my experience and my opinion. It is not intended to provide medical advice, nor is it a substitute for a medical consultation with your plastic surgeon. But after listening, I think you will have a better understanding of each topic we discuss. So let's get started. Over the years, millions of people have undergone a procedure called liposuction and it continues to evolve and improve. But what is it? What does it do? And who's a candidate? Well, let's start by breaking down the word. Lipo means fat. And suction, well, that one's obvious. Liposuction is a means of reducing fat in specific localized areas of the body. It's performed by making a few small strategically placed incisions near the target area, then introducing a long, thin metal cannula or hollow wand that has some tiny holes at one end. The other end is attached to flexible tubing, which then connects to a special suction machine. Now, before the actual suctioning starts, often a tumescent technique is used, and that involves first injecting fluid similar to IV fluid into the target area. This specially mixed fluid will temporarily stretch out the flesh tissues, making it easier to suction fatty tissue consistently and it will also introduce some additives that temporarily narrow the small blood vessels in the area to reduce bleeding, and also numb the area to help with comfort, whether the patient chooses to be awake or not. As the cannula is passed underneath the skin, it suctions the fatty tissue it comes in contact with. It cannot suction all of the fat in the area, but instead reduces the total volume of fat right there. It's not physically possible to remove all the fat in the region, and you really wouldn't want to do that anyway, because it would look abnormal and unflattering. We all need at least a little bit of a fat layer for best appearance. Please know that liposuction targets the fat layers between the skin and the underlying muscle. It cannot take care of fat, say, inside the abdomen, below the rectus muscle, or what you may think of as six-pack muscles, as that would risk great injury to internal organs. And... Unfortunately for some people, that's where the majority of their excess fat is. Losing weight is the only way to decrease that particular fat. Furthermore, we don't want to suction too closely to the undersurface of the skin, as that would lead to some internal scarring, causing the skin to get stuck down to deeper tissues and heal that way. Not a good look. So, to achieve best results, the surgeon strives to find the Goldilocks depth, if you will, that is just right for suctioning. It's tricky sometimes. As for what to expect, more than one small incision may be made so that this targeted fat can be approached from more than one direction. That will reduce the tendency for undesirable tracks to be etched into the tissues from suctioning too long in the same place from the same direction. Of course, we try to hide these incisions in natural creases or less obvious places since each one will leave a little scar. Sometimes, though, there's not a good place to camouflage it. In those situations, we trust that the scar will be small enough that will maybe look like just a little skin defect and not be so obvious the patient underwent liposuction. And of course, patients get scar care instructions for later to minimize any issues. 
Now we come to the first of the two biggest takeaway lessons on the topic of liposuction. And that is that liposuction is not a weight loss tool. Wait, what? Yes, you heard me correctly. It's only designed as a technique to improve contour by reducing fat in target areas. And it's great at doing just that. Undergoing liposuction when dramatically overweight is not the right approach, as it will probably lead to disappointment. Your surgeon can guide you on this and steer you to true weight loss methods as needed. I've frequently been asked by people how many pant sizes or dress sizes they can expect to drop with liposuction. And my answer has always been, don't expect to drop any. Just expect that your clothes will fit a lot more comfortably. And if there does happen to be a reduction in clothing size, well, that's icing on the cake. Turns out many people do actually drop their size, but you can't necessarily expect it. Now, the second big takeaway lesson is that reducing the fat underneath the skin does not necessarily mean the skin will be tight after the healing period is over. Human skin is an unpredictable fabric, if you will. In fact, if someone has lost skin elasticity from age or other reasons, the skin over a liposuctioned area may be droopier or look less attractive. Cellulite appearance could be worse, but more on cellulite later. There have been some newer technologies developed to combine with liposuction to try to help with overlying skin that may want to sag. Examples are laser and radiofrequency components, and these can help, but they will only improve the skin tightness a limited amount. They will not shrink wrap the skin. So this is where a good preoperative consultation with your plastic surgeon is crucial. If they determine you will have too much skin settling after liposuction, they may recommend surgical removal of the excess skin at the time of the procedure. When needed, that's a great way to achieve best results, even though the trade-off is a lengthier scar and likely more downtime. It's usually worth it in the long run, however, if there is too much skin that has lost elasticity. So, to recap, who is a good candidate for liposuction? Well, that person is, number one, someone who desires to improve contour in specific areas. Number two, someone who is close to their baseline or regular weight, meaning what they usually weigh, not necessarily their ideal weight. And number three, someone who has a reasonably good skin elasticity in the targeted area. If you have a lot of stretch marks in that area or skin with a thin, crepey appearance, these are signs you may have lost skin elasticity. But whether or not someone is a good candidate for liposuction is kind of hard to determine yourself. So consultation with your board-certified plastic surgeon is essential. Now, I just mentioned it's ideal to be close to your regular weight. Why is that? Well, because the appearance of an area that has been suctioned can change if later down the road there is significant weight gain or loss. And I don't just mean the body part can be smaller or larger with weight change, but I also mean in terms of smoothness or lumpiness. To help you understand why, I need to explain an interesting concept we are all born with a certain distribution of fat cells throughout our bodies, and this distribution is genetically predetermined. It's a little different from one person to the next. As adults, when we gain or lose weight, we do not gain or lose fat cells. Actually, the number of fat cells stays pretty much the same, but the amount of fat lipid inside each cell is what increases or decreases with weight change. So, if you have more fat cells in one place as compared to another, and you gain weight, the place with the higher number of fat cells will seem preferentially larger. This concept is important because the technique of liposuction is not as exact as we would like. 
When the cannula or tube is placed into the fatty tissue layer and begins to remove fat cells, it's impossible for it to remove the perfect exact same number of fat cells from one square inch segment to the next. That's not a big deal right after surgery because the surgeon has spent a lot of time working on the region until it looks as smooth as it can. But if there is weight gain later down the road, then the difference in the number of fat cells that remain in one spot versus another right next to it can become quite significant. With enough change in weight, the region could take on a lumpy, irregular appearance in the worst case scenario. Not to worry though, this can be improved later if needed with a touch-up procedure. But hey, if you feel like you need a good incentive to maintain your weight after a liposuction procedure, this is it. So what could a person expect after a liposuction surgery? These days, some procedures can be done in an office setting under local anesthetic with or without added sedation. But still the most common way is in an outpatient operating room under anesthesia. Depending upon the number and size of areas treated, downtime can range from less than a week for a single small area to a few weeks for multiple large areas. And downtime relates to post-surgical pain, swelling, and bruising, which can vary from person to person, and they can limit normal activities. May limit when you can go back to work as well. Also, patients can develop a fluid collection in the area called a seroma. Development of a seroma may lengthen the time before someone can get back to exercise or strenuous activity. It's kind of like the formation of an internal blister and it's the body's temporary response to the surgery as it tries to heal itself in the early stages. Usually it resolves on its own, but occasionally it may need to be drained in the surgeon's office on a follow-up visit. That process is not a big deal and nothing to worry about really. Most often, a compression garment is worn for a few weeks after surgery under clothing. This helps with swelling and also with contour in the healing areas. It may reduce seroma formation as well. For larger areas of treatment, swelling may fluctuate throughout each day and it could take a few months to completely resolve before the final outcome can be appreciated. I found with my patients that contour results even continued to improve over several months until the final new baseline appearance was reached. That final reveal was always an exciting day for patients. Well, before we wrap up, let's take the last moment to talk about cellulite. What is it? And why does it form? Well, cellulite is that unpleasant, dimpled appearance that certain body parts can develop. It's most commonly seen in the thigh and buttock region, but can also occur in other areas as well. You may have heard its nickname, hail damage. It's caused by the natural tethering of the skin to a deeper layer called fascia, or what you might think of as gristle sitting on the muscle. So this tethering is created by fibrous septae, which are stringy connections between the skin and the fascia. If that's the case, why do we even have those septae? Well, they do serve a function. They keep the skin attached to the underlying muscle tissues. Without these fibrous attachments, you would slide all around inside your skin anytime you sat down. Let's use an analogy of a mattress cushion to understand cellulite a little bit better, if you can. Picture a cushy structure with overlying fabric and multiple points of tufting where the buttons are. Translated to the body, the cushy fluffy foam would be fat, the overlying fabric would be skin, and the tufted indentations would designate the underlying fibrous septae. Therefore, the appearance of cellulite occurs when there is some excess fat in the area 
and the skin has lost some elasticity, so it allows bulging. But the septae do not stretch like the skin, so they create tether points. Liposuction typically does not correct cellulite, though it may mildly improve it by reducing some of the bulging fat. But don't forget, we still have the stretchy skin to contend with. It can sag or settle without as much fat still there to hold it up and fill it out. And this settling could actually make the area look worse in some cases. There have been some techniques developed to try to reduce the puckering from cellulite by snipping the fibrous bands under the skin with or without an overlying skin tightening procedure. But frankly, results are quite mixed. Though you know, in the expanding world of plastic surgery, you can always look forward to new progress. Who knows what will be developed in the future? Well, there you have it. Liposuction is a great tool when used appropriately. The collaboration of the surgeon and patient during consultation will determine if it's right for you. And if a consultation is in your future, hopefully you will have learned a few things from this podcast to make that experience a more fruitful one. Well, that's our show for today. Hope you enjoyed it and learned something too. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review. Please share this podcast with someone else who might be interested. And while you're at it, check out the podcast website for related topics to explore. It's www.plasticsurgerydecoded.com. And as always, thank you for listening to Plastic Surgery Decoded. Decoded.